The Grim Reaper Gamers are a 25 and older video game community with members spanning the globe, playing games across all genres and platforms. Bring your thick skin, drink of choice, and grab your controllers. GRG members are on nightly with official community nights every Wednesday. And now, it's time for the, the ReaperCast. Reaper Hello and welcome to the 185th episode of the ReaperCast. My name is Jack and I'll be your host for this episode. You may also know me as the head grumpkin in charge of the Grim Reaper Gamers, Lala Calamari. And I am happy to report that the Dallas Cowboys smell like bitch this week. <laughs> uh, I'm re- recuperating from celebrating their loss to the Philadelphia Eagles, my team. We are undefeated still and the Cowboys smell like bitch. Also happy to announce that I am now have MLG internet. I upgraded my fire speed to 500 megs per second, so I'm only going to be that much better now. Sounds like a fantasy, but okay. <laughs> Let's talk about what we're going to be discussing tonight. First up, we'll be uh, talking about Overwatch 2, uh, followed by Call of Duty Modern Warfare news, New World Brimstone Sands expansion, also, Black Desert Online Magnus Abyss 1 expansion. Obviously, Grex uh, seeded his topics into the agenda. Also, be discussing the upcoming looter shooter, First Descendant. And we will wrap up the show with the latest TV and movies that we are watching. And with that, we'll introduce the guests on the show. First up, returning once again, Selden007. How are you? What you drinking and what you playing? I am doing awesome. Right now, I'm. Uh... I'm playing a game I can't talk about. I'm under NDA on it. Um, so, uh, unfortunately, you know, I'd love to tell you all the great things that are going on in the game, but can't. So, uh, other than that, I guess it's just uh, Fortnite and playing a little um, Grounded, uh, picking up since the uh, re- release of the official game of that. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I played through all the uh, the early access and stuff like that in Grounded, and uh, I've loved that title since it came out. It's, you know, it's... it's the honey, I shrunk the kids type of environment where you're, you know, a young teenager and you get shrunk down and you got to fight your way through the garden and everything like that. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, I like that they reset all the quest lines. So you have to redo all the, uh, the labs and stuff like that to get through. And they added a lot of content to those that were never in any of the, uh, the play tests. So, uh, I'm happy about that. And it's, uh, you know, they, they really brushed it up a lot and added more content to it. So it's going to be a lot of fun playing through that again. Other than that, I am drinking currently a Hopping Frogs out of Akron, Ohio. Chorus the Quasher, a quadruple imperial stout coming in at 15.7% alcohol by volume. Damn. <laughs> it's, it is like, it's thick like blood and it's darker than uh, midnight with no moon. So I'm like, it's just, it's like molasses and it's delicious. Did I lose you guys? No, oh, no. I'm here. Oh my god, I was, I'm sitting there talking, and I have myself on mute. Probably uh, preferred by everybody listening to the show. Oh. <laughs> I was like, wow, dead air, man. I fucked that one up. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I, I, you know, yeah. I'm I'm a little off my game. I'm, I'm, I'm still hurting from celebrating, like, like I said last night, watching the cowgirls lose. Um, so 15%, that's a heavy hitter. Damn, I mean, oh, yeah. the, I think the most I had was like 11 or 12. It was uh, Golden Monkey. And, and uh, that's basically liquid mind eraser. But 
fifteen percent is even worse. <laughs> yeah, they only sell they only sell it in like a it's a eight point four five fluid ounce can. It's like it's so potent and it's so delicious. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's very limited, you know, stock. Like I've had it in the fridge for a little while, saving it up for special occasion like tonight, being on the show. There you go. And speaking of show, do you want to? Uh, you're a podcast host on, on another award winning podcast. Do you want to pimp that show? Yeah, it's a podcast that comes from uh, the origins of Tool to Play back in the day, uh, a great forum site that used to exist. Uh, it still exists, but no activity on it, really. But um, we're still running strong with the podcast. It's called Still Got Game by Tool to Play. Um, it's definitely a good one to check out. It's uh, along the same vein as this. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm on there a lot. Um, almost every show, unless something happens. So it's a lot of fun. So, yeah, check it out. Good, good. Unfortunately, I have to introduce our next guest, and, and that's Grex, the bane of my existence. He tortures me, breaks the website, and then tries to blame me on, you know, that I did it. How you doing? What you drinking? What you playing? I have, I seriously have no recollection of ever stuffing you in a game cage or making you do anything on the site. I, I just don't, I just completely blank from my memory. <laughs> you prefer if I don't touch this site. <laughs> Probably not coming back up. Um, I am drinking a. It's called the Diplomat. It's a chocolate and vanilla stout from Leatherback Brewing, out of uh, Saint Croix. So it's actually quite good. I thought it would wasn't gonna be a little too bitter for me, but uh, it's actually it's actually not bad at all. So what am I playing? Uh, I'm heavy into Black Desert, uh, going through that, getting ready for the expansion coming up, uh, just grinding away, trying to make money in that game. And then, uh, you know, Fortnite, you know, I got to get my dance moves, got to get, got to get the, got to get dance moves going. And that's, I mean, the only reason why I play that game is so I can go through the battle pass, get the V bucks, then get more dance moves. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like you, when you kill somebody, you got dance on them and watch them like rage quit real, real fast. So toxic, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a generally a free to play player on Fortnite, and I save my V bucks to buy the next season pass so that I don't have to spend real cash. But I actually dropped uh, I dropped some dime on getting that chicken dance on the chicken. Oh, wing. chicken's <laughs> the best one. Chicken wing. <laughs> <laughs> Just so I could do it on people's graves. <laughs> I think I spent. What, I, what was the last one I bought? Um, I can't remember which dance move, but I think I'm done buying the dance moves or, or the uh, the characters unless something really fantastic comes out. Um, I've, I've already put enough money in that game. <laughs> <laughs> I probably spent I probably spent like you know 150 dollars or whatever. I don't know. Probably a hundred yeah, bucks on that stupid. game. And then, and then you and then you and then it's like you hear about oh they just made a billion dollars again this year. And it's like now you know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like. <laughs> Uh, so twenty and thirty dollar freaking skins and you know ten dollar dance moves and stuff. <laughs> the frick. Yeah, it's it's funny. I mean, you get game surprises me all the time. Like I think I posted up and I did post it up in the uh, the the Discord this week that I was sitting there fishing, trying to get one of those weekly fishing challenges done to get the uh, experience, and like all of a sudden a shark comes towards me and my fishing pole hits the shark and all of a sudden I'm water skiing behind the shark. It's <laughs> fucking insane. Oh, I know. The, the game's nuts. <laughs> uh, I think you could actually take the shark to go on land. Yeah, he, 
he jumps. He has a boost, so you can boost up on the land quite a bit. And you can also you can also uh, wield a uh, gun while you're doing it too. So, like, oh my goodness, you could be coming at somebody with a shark, a gun, and <laughs> just raging. It's awesome. All right. Uh, once again, uh, my name's Lala Calamari, Jack. I am drinking. What is this one? Oh, Sloop Brewing Company Oktoberfest. So I'm not a stout drinker like these guys are. Um, it's still not. It's still. 70 degrees around here, so it's not too cold for, for stouts. Um, not ready for that yet. I am playing Elder Scrolls Online, uh, Fortnite, and I actually played Warzone for the first time in like two months uh, this weekend. And I was miserable playing that <laughs> as I was when I quit. <laughs> uh, I cannot wait to uninstall Warzone and Vanguard for my Xbox to never play Warzone... I can't wait for Warzone 2.0. Well, I'm sure I'll be disappointed in that, but I'm ready to move on from that. All right, let's get right into the show. First up, we will be doing the, the rant. And my rant for this episode is how RNG is fucking me over. <laughs> As many of you guys know, I play a lot of Elder Scrolls Online. It's my chill-out game. Something to kind of just play to relax. Um... There's always something to do in it, and with at MMO style games, I'm always working on some sort of goal, whether it's a long term or short term. Like uh, there's some things that I'm working to complete, but I know it's going to take me maybe a year to complete. Like I just it's it's in my sights, and I kind of you know I I do things when I can, but I'm not really focused on it. But right now, I'm working on a very short term goal, and that's to get this specific piece of gear, this mythic ring uh, that I need to update my pvp build and in order to get this i need to get like six different drops i have five of them done i managed to get five they're all rng based i got five of them i'm now working on the last one in order to get this drop i have to do a daily quest from the mages guild it takes about five minutes to accomplish it's really not that big of a deal the only problem is you can only do it once per day and i've been banging at this for three weeks now every day i log on real quick do this thing i don't get it and i'm just miserable like i'm thinking like this is going to be the one this is going to be the one nope 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 that doesn't drop so three salt weeks into this and it's frustrating i could try hard it and do it on multiple characters per day to increase my odds but i don't want to do the same thing over and over i got other things i want to do whatever oh it's just it's brutal yeah, it's just every day you log in, do the quest, open the reward package, get disappointed, rinse and repeat. And it's very frustrating. Make me not even want to play the game anymore. Um, I just want to get this goddamn last piece to drop. Everything else. I, in fact, I had some of the harder stuff drop right away. I'm just waiting for one one little piece and I'm done. So you're waiting on a ring. Now, is this quest line sponsored by Amazon Prime? Yes, yes. <laughs> it's the ring of power, and you're not actually going to ever see it? Yes, exactly. That's what I feel like at this point it is. It's a sea serpent's coil, and it's the ring of power. It's a high-level ring. I need it for my PvP build to, to update my character. And, I, and Exactly. I don't think I'm ever going to see it. Uh, Greg, you play a lot of... Don't, uh, don't talk to me about RNG. It's <laughs> a four-letter word that is just not, not allowed to be spoken. Oh, I'm, I'm grinding out a, this, this is an infinite pot, uh, health pot potion, right, for in Black Desert. And uh, uh, usually you have to buy health pots and you just burn through them. But they have this one, it's an infinite one. 
and you have to grind out four different areas and they have to drop this specific piece, one piece for each. But then they have these pity pieces, right? And if you get a hundred of these pity pieces, then you can make that one piece you need for that region. And uh, I am almost certain that I am going to have to grind out a hundred pieces for each region because I, there's just no way I'm going to get that one piece that I need. <laughs> oh God. Oh, it's, it's rough. I, I, I don't know what to say. Like it's, I thought like, Oh, it shouldn't be too bad. I mean, but yeah, like I, it's, I'm three weeks in, I guess it's not terrible. It only takes me a few minutes to do this particular, particular task. It's like gaming with GRG. I log on, get GRG in my party, and I expect to win and do well, and only to be disappointed. So it's it's the same thing. I should be used to disappointment. Uh, Selden, do you uh, ever get fucked over by RNG in any games you play? Yeah, you know, there's you know the the, the free to play mobile games. I play a lot of uh, match three uh, battle games, and the RNG on that is just fucking awful sometimes to get the heroes that you need. So. It's just so frustrating when you go weeks to months trying to get something and it just doesn't happen. So no, your problem is it's mobile and they want you to pay. And, yeah, that can yeah. drop there. <laughs> they they make the chance like point oh oh one percent that you'll you know you'll get what you want. Yep. Better chances of winning a lottery and getting hit by lightning in the same day. Yeah, other than that, was the, the the destiny grind where it was always trying to get the the right roll on the oh. weapons and stuff like that. It was just like. But yeah, the, the god rolls. Yeah, you know that wasn't as bad as some of the other places I've had RNG issues and stuff like that, but it was still a pain in the ass to do that. So I didn't have to worry about that because I am the meta. So it's for Destiny. It did yeah, it didn't matter what guns I had. You're <coughs> all, all pa- god level. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's just it's rough. Um, I'm over it. I'm over it. I'll still after we do this, I'll have to log in and do this stupid thing and. <laughs> I'll be disappointed later tonight. Eh, all right, anyway, let's move along. Uh, enough about RNG get fucked over. Um, oh, an interesting thing you say about mobile games. I do not have any mobile games on my phone at all. I don't play any mobile games. All my goof-off time on, on my phone is looking at porn on Reddit, so... <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving along to Gaming and Geek News. First up, we have Overwatch 2 has dropped. It is out, and it is free to play. Uh, the initial launch suffered some serious issues with the servers getting DDoSed for several days. Um, if those people want to do something helpful and, and proactive, they should DDoS a GRG server. Uh, that seemed to have cleared up, and uh, I wasn't going to try this, but Vikes told me that it's it's a lot of fun. So I checked checked it out. I downloaded it the other night. It was like only 30 gigs, which took no time now on my MLG internet connection. I probably put about five games into this so far, and I, I, I've i enjoyed it. Uh, I had fun. I found a character that I like, which is a big uh, big thing since Overwatch 1. I could never get comfortable with any of the characters. So there's this one character, Ash. She's like a cow cowgirl, and she's got like a, a mini sniper that if you aim down sights, does lots of damage. Uh, if you just hip fire it it's it doesn't do as much damage but it'll shoot faster and it's got a couple other abilities and so i'm having fun with that because i like sniping so it's gives me something to do well any free-to-play game get ready for as soon as you like that character and you develop that character to the point where you're playing it like the way that you want to play it and it's all working well then they're gonna fuck you by nerfing whatever you like yeah oh i know 
Actually, uh, I, I think they're, they're coming up with some uh, nerfs soon for some of the other characters, but it looks like the one I play is, is safe. Yeah, some of the, um, you'll be doing some hits to a lot of the tanks. Yeah. And apparently they've been, uh, they've been a little, little too, little too tanky. Just tanky, but they do a lot of damage too. Like Diva, the uh, the girl that's in the yeah, uh, the Diva, mech thing. The mech, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, she she's putting out as much damage as I'm putting out, and I'm like, wow, it's just nuts. <laughs> yeah, that's why I fell off of Overwatch One is because of the the constant updates and nerfs and stuff like that were going on. Because I was a big Mercy player back in the day on uh, Overwatch One, and then they just kept tweaking it and moving. So I'm like. Just leave the characters alone. Let me play the way I want to play. I won't have to relearn the same character. You're going to have that with, with those types of games. I mean, and Blizzard takes so long to change anything, so who, who knows? They did change from Overwatch 1 to 2 the, the amount of players per team. So Overwatch 1 is 6 versus 6. Now it's 5 versus 5. I'm not sure why the, what the reasoning behind that was, but... Player base is lower. <laughs> Yeah, I think so because when I when I go to join the game, like you, you gotta like wait in the queue for a few minutes. Like it's not as fast. Like you hop onto like Call of Duty, you can get right into a game. Versus this, you have to wait. Like, literally, you're you're in a queue. Like this is like DPS and tanks, like five minutes. Healer is like like a two minute queue. At least that's what I was seeing. So I guess yeah, the population base isn't that high, especially since it's cross play and. Also feel that this should really be labeled Overwatch 1.5. It doesn't really seem like that much of a different of a game, other than than the player counts. But just from what I've seen, I agree with you totally. It, it's it's not uh, Overwatch 2. It's not like from what I've seen, it doesn't look like they introduced new mechanics. They just added you know a few new characters, a few new maps. So it's not really it's not a generational gap that would require overwatch 2 title to it but i mean it's been so long since the first one so i think they jumped it up there but yeah yeah i think it's just a kind of marketing yeah we're 2.0 and it's a brand new game it is free so yeah i don't know maybe i'll I'll create an event one night for grg to play i don't know i don't know we'll see you got you got modern warfare 2 coming out soon so i'll probably forget this exists anyway Drex, have you checked this out at all, or no? I have not, not yet. Interested at all in Overwatch Two? Now, slightly, yeah. not too much. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. But uh, speaking of uh, Modern Warfare Two, coming this week, October twentieth, one p.m. EST, uh, we'll be able to get into the campaign, and they're they're offering that a week early, and you'll be able to play through the entire campaign. Which I'm excited for because I really enjoyed Modern Warfare 1's campaign a lot. And it's great for me because they're not very long because I don't have the attention span to play a single-player game more than five or six hours. So it hits that good spot for me. It works for me. Also, when you complete the campaign, you'll, you'll earn like multiplayer awards, like uh, skins or characters or um, the calling cards, stuff like that. So that's pretty neat. I hate it when multiplayer started killing campaigns coming with games. Like, so to for Call of Duty to still be putting out a campaign with a title is, I think it's a, that's a good move because there's a lot of single player people out there or people that want to play maybe even couch co-op campaign story, get through it. And it's nice that they're giving you the rewards so you can carry that through to your multiplayer environment. But 
I, I don't want to see campaigns going away, and I like that they keep putting them out. And that's, you know, that's one of the reasons why I keep buying Call of Duty titles, because I want to play through the campaign. I mean, the story's always like a, a kid on Ritalin or something like that. It's just all over the place. You know? <laughs> yeah, just a bit. <laughs> but it's 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 something that, like, the whole story comes together, and you kind of follow it, you know, as you're going through. And it's it's not a true story. It's just like a bunch of different skirmishes smashed together with a, <laughs> a very loose story tying them together. So it's still good, though. I'll probably pick it up just for the campaign. It's it's all just like you know, get to the get to the star or the whatever the point on the map. That's it. Like it'll be endless enemies come at you until you you reach that checkpoint, and then and you start the next wave. And <laughs> I think it was the uh, World War One Call of Duty that was just like if you didn't move, you just fought forever. Yeah. <laughs> like get up this hill, but if you don't move, we're just gonna keep throwing enemies down the hill at you. Some of them were pretty neat. I think it was, I forget which one it was, the original Modern Warfare or was it Modern Warfare 2? I can't remember. But when the nuke went off and your character died, I was like, whoa, that was, that was nuts. You, you didn't expect that. Or when Ghost died too, because you played Ghost, he got, uh, I guess, in Modern Warfare 2, the original. And you're, you're playing as Ghost and you get set up and you get murdered. I was very sad. Then set on yeah. fire too. They tossed your bodies into a ditch and set you on fire. I was like, God damn, that was rude. Yeah, and Call of Duty. I mean, the, the most famous campaign mission that they had was the uh, the airport the airport uh, attack. Like that got national coverage on like every news station out there. Like, I can't believe they're having terrorists attack an airport in this day and age. That one, even back then, I was like, this is. Kind of strange. Like, I'm supposed to be a good guy, and here I am with my machine gun mowing down innocent people. Like, yeah. I mean, I could see if it was like a GRG LAN or something that I would do that in a heartbeat. But no, you know, it's just it was really kind of an awkward thing even back then. Now, like I, you know, there's no way they could do something like that. <laughs> there was there was a, a training in one of the earlier Call of Duties. You might know which one it was, but like you could actually all the AIs, you could name them whatever you wanted. <laughs> so like, oh jeez, you could have all your personal enemies as the enemies. In the <laughs> like ah, I'm gonna kill Bobby now. Look at that, <laughs> which I thought was like a bad idea too. <laughs> We just have the uh, GRG custom lights for Call of Duty, which I'm hoping to return to again. I'm hoping this one plays well, because um, it's it's nothing better than teabagging GRG after you kill them. Oh, one of the other things is they were going to require a phone number for uh, Warzone. Um, they're following, I guess, Overwatch's lead. I guess they did this with the past one, and you'll have to supply a phone number, an SMS to get text to, to link your character to whatever Warzone. Um I guess it's a way to try to combat uh the cheating which they're it's all oh, it's plagued Warzone. Oh, it's been brutal. You can mask an IP address so like you can keep infinitely creating con- uh accounts if you're just doing an IP check. Yeah. I guess the phone number is a definitely different way to go about getting by that. Mobile phone number must be linked to your Steam account to play Modern Warfare 2 on that platform. Yeah, they probably in- incorporate 2FA and stuff like that, and you have to verify with SMS and stuff like that. I can't wait to play the campaign. I'm excited. I'm, I'm ready for the new Call of Duty. Vanguard was not my cup of tea, and Warzone, the Caldera map, just doesn't do it for me. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what DMZ is. Uh, 
to check out Warzone 2.0 and to play some Call of Duty again. I'm excited. All right, what do we have next? Oh, we have we have the stuff Grex threw on the agenda, the stuff I have no no, no idea about. New World <laughs> Brimstone Sands expansion yeah. and fresh start server. So this is for the Amazon MMO. Yeah, so getting a little MMO update. I I stuffed in here. I figured you were needed some needed some content. Um, so New World's been ramping up. Uh, they got a big expansion coming out, Brimstone Stands, which is a new region uh, that they're adding to the game. They've done a lot of balance patching and and bug fixing over the past you know couple of months, um, and they've been. Uh, increasing server count because they need it, right? They're they're so they they've had a lot of they're having a lot of people come back and stuff like that. So it's looking like they're getting a little bit of a new lease on life uh, and a lot of um, publicity around this expansion. The other thing they're doing is they're doing fresh start servers. They were supposed to launch the fresh start stuff as Brimstone Stands came out at the same time, uh, but they decided that they wanted to delay it. Uh, because they wanted to make sure that one brimstone stands and that content came out and was clean, you know, as, as little as bugs as possible. And then they would do the fresh start and make sure that launched well as, you know, just as well. I don't understand. I guess I, I've never played New World. Um, why would they need a fresh start server? One thing that the community is is really liking with the fresh start is well, for one, they're putting a, a lot. They put a lot of development work into the um, the new player experience, right? So they revamped that whole storyline and uh, you know the main questing and and especially the starting experience when you start a new character and stuff like that. Uh, so they want to showcase that. And then the other side is that a lot of these servers, with the issues that they've had with the markets and stuff like that. And, and they say they've cleaned up a lot of the duplicated content that, you know, there was a lot of bugs and people were duping items and duping money and gold. And a lot of the servers have borked economies and, and things like that. So uh, the community is kind of happy that they're pulling up fresh start. And actually it's got my interest peaked a little bit about starting on a fresh start server instead of, taken my character back to an existing server which i don't even know what it looks like could be dead could could not be dead uh i might have to buy a server transfer in that case you know but with fresh start i can just roll a new character and 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 off i go and i don't have to worry about some messed up economy and i don't have to worry about uh getting just pk'd all the time being a newbie uh so you know, from that perspective, it just uh, is a little more sunnier uh, outlook on that side. In New World, you is it like the guild's own property or like land or something? Or yeah, yeah. So so uh, co- companies uh, can own towns um, and and their faction control, right? So you got three factions, and they can control the towns. And in a lot of these, you know, heavy faction territory type games and the toxic community can get rough and uh and and basically a lot of the servers that i've switched to, i think three or four servers in the time i was playing and everyone got to the same point where factions were basically there was one dominant faction and 
it basically became okay you can have this town and we have this town and and we'll do this in this town and it became so bureaucratic and just people bitching about everything and and uh you know aside from the bugs in the game but the community was just it's just brutal as it was just it just gets nasty because then it end up everybody's transferring to one faction and that faction gets locked down and then it just they end up controlling the entire realm because there's no one on the other factions that can uh all the pvpers end up going you know to that one faction which makes it very lopsided i like the idea of being able to hold and control territory and and do stuff like that but when you have like locked servers and certain amount of population per servers I just see that as a recipe for failure, no matter what, because at some point people are going to come and go and things are going to change and just servers wind up dying. I mean, it could be a popular server one month, but six months down the line, it could be an issue. Like I saw that with World of Warcraft. There was on one server that was hot and I guess came back and it was dead and you got to pay for server transfer fees and whatever. Where like ESO is just, they have mega servers. So you just sign in, like I sign into North America and uh, Xbox, and boom, I'm, I'm good to go. And their PvP thing is just week long or 30 days. Like so, 30 days for Cyrodiil in the one campaign I'm in. So every 30 days, it just resets. And yeah, 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 yeah. You, you only hold like stuff gets flipped all the time because that Cyrodiil is more like when we played Guild Wars with, with their PvP. Yeah, it's just constant, constant mm-hmm. movement and stuff. And I think that's what they were thinking of with New World, but. You know, communities are just wrapping around where they're holding on to territories and people end up shifting and and then it, it becomes more of a, okay, I won't take this if you let me have this. And then they it just doesn't move. And, it's, then, it, and then what happens is, you know, these towns, they there's only like there's certain towns that will make a whole lot of money because they're central to the map, right? So like a town like Windsward, which is right smack dab in the middle of the map, that's where everyone like crafts and everything. So they make the t- most tax money. And then the, the, the company that owns that town becomes like ultra rich. And then they buy everything on the market, like all the top end gear that people are putting up on the market, they'll buy it all. And they'll outfit their entire guild with this, with top tier gear, you know, God rolled gear. And then you go and try and fight these guys in a lag fest of, a. uh, uh uh, conquest war right to try and take the territory and you it's just not it's just not possible you're just not going to win right because they're running meta class top tier gear and they're just going to steamroll you right it's just going to happen uh so it's like you know you get to that point and it's like well, what the freak you do so anyway enough of that about that uh um, like work <laughs> i yeah, know it's, yeah, well, I mean, it, the concepts are great. It's just they need to fix on the balancing. They need to fix find ways that people can't take advantage of systems like that. It was just it was just too easy to do that. So, yeah. But now, is, is New World like a monthly subscription, or is it just buy the game once and you can play as long as you want? You just have to keep. It's buy the game once, yeah, and you can keep playing. Right? They it was only a limited amount of character slots. You only had two, I think. Two, two or yeah, two character <laughs> slots. Um, but with this new, uh, this new expansion and the new, uh, uh, fresh start, they're going to allow a third. So you can start a, a new character 
without having to delete an old one or you know try and transfer whatever you're gonna do. Uh, they bring out a new weapon, uh, the greatsword, which apparently is going to be broken on start as as all new gear happens. It's it's going to be OP. Um, and they got a new dungeon, the Inead Expedition, uh, coming as well. So October 18th for Brimstone's Dance tomorrow. And then uh, two weeks, uh, November 2nd, you're going to have the Fresh Start service. Next one uh, is one I'm heavy playing right now, Black Desert Online. Um, this is having uh, this Magnus Abyss 1 expansion. Um, they were supposed to come out last week when the new season launched. But now it's, it got pushed a week. They wanted to tighten up the, the development a bit and fix out some bugs, I guess. But this is coming. This is going to be a pretty large expansion. Part of this, which we already got, was a whole balance patch where they went through pretty much every class and they rebalanced it both on PvP and PvE side. Uh, so some classes saw nerfs, some classes saw buffs. Uh, mostly from the community standpoint, it's all good. Some classes moved up in the tiering scale, but overall, uh, a lot of the classes have their 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 bonus, their their pluses and their minuses, right? So, uh, being as the game has been out for so long since 2016, 2015, 2016, somewhere around there, everything's pretty balanced uh, uh, as it is, and they just they just regeared. They've been making a lot of changes, so uh, so far so good. The big thing about this expansion is this abyss, uh, uh, this Magnus Abyss thing that that's coming up. And basically, the big thing about it is fast travel, right? You'll be able to fast travel between cities and take your horse with you, which you can't do today. You have to actually ride. Um, which, oh my god! <laughs> which, as far as which is as big as the Black Desert Land is, it, it could take you. You know, it, it could take a while, especially if you don't have like a dream horse. Uh, which is the top tier horse. It's going to take you a, a good 10, 10, 15 minutes to get from one of the major cities on one side to the, to the major city on the other side. Right. That's, uh, that's just awful. Thankfully, like, yeah. So they have like way shrines all over yeah. and you can just quickly like ride to one and teleport to anywhere. And yeah, I remember like world of Warcraft used to have to, to get on like a, the Griffin and, like it would fly you, like it'd be like a taxi service and fly you to different destinations. And sometimes it would take you forever. Like you'd be on this thing doing nothing. It's just, you know, NPC controlled and it's basically a taxi taking you someplace. It was a, <laughs> yeah, they, they they brought that into Black Desert, the these hot air balloons, but it's only in three of the uh dozen major cities. So three like three or four cities have the balloon. And uh, it is slower than dog shit. <laughs> it is a hot air balloon, right? How fast can you move in a hot air balloon? <laughs> so it's, uh. it's like I can just ride my horse faster than the freaking hot air balloon, right? But um, yes, but really what this abyss thing is, it's a, a, a an object you go into and they're going to have like these mini realms that you go into and each one of them is going to have like these mini games uh, that you can do. It's going to have its own gear set uh has rewards that you can get from it uh they haven't released too many details on what those little realms are going to be like uh, so we'll have to discover that when it launches they're coming out with a new region uh called the land of the morning light uh it's going to be uh, uh definitely a um, asian themed region uh the way they have it described and everything like that so looking forward to that and they got a new dungeon 
I'm not even going to try and pronounce it because I never get it right. Uh, you'll just have to look it up. And then, of course, uh, a bunch of other stuff, costumes, quality of life improvements. They're doing a lot with guild and life skill enhancements as well to make uh, progression on those on those things, uh, especially the life skill stuff, uh, uh, much easier. So. How small will the new armor be for the women? Like, <laughs> micro thongs? <laughs> yeah, if your new underwear, you know, you got <laughs> <laughs> to dress up my waifu, all right? So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're still playing that, so you'll be sucked into that. Uh, we don't have to deal with you in Modern Warfare. <laughs> 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 all right. Uh Moving on to the next game coming out, which uh, could this be a possible Destiny replacement? First Descendant. Greg, you put this on the agenda. I'd never heard of this before because I live in a box sometimes. Uh, Well, to be honest with you, I mean, if you didn't, you might have saw, I think they had uh, a trailer at maybe E3 or Gamescon like way back. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it wasn't really like a game trailer. It was just like a story trailer almost. yeah, if you if you blinked, you missed it, right? And you didn't hear nothing about it. But just this past week, they let you know content creators uh, and and uh, news sites, you know, reputable news sites, not GRG, you know, because why were we invited to anything? They uh, let them into the beta early. The beta actually starts on the twentieth. You can sign up in Steam today. Whether or not you get picked uh, or not is your uh, luck of the RNG. There, it's a looter shooter. I say Destiny replacement because I just want to mess with Valiant, really. But <laughs> yeah. this is more uh, the the gameplay from the the videos and the reviews so far. It's it's uh it's more like Warframe, right? This is a free to play game. You're gonna have um, a bunch of different classes that you can pick from that have different abilities. I think when you when you start the game, you get three which are actually eerily similar to the three classes in Destiny, right? A warlock, a titan, and uh, uh, a gunner, right? the... Um, the hunter. The hunter. That's what I noticed, too, because like it's it looked it looked like a combination of Destiny, the, the stuff I've seen, like a combination of Destiny and, and Warframe, if you mix the two together. Right. With, with third person... With third person, view. with a, with an Outriders, uh, you know, kind of kind of feel uh, from a yes. movement from a movement standpoint uh it looked a little faster than than outriders the movement definitely looked more looked faster maybe an anthem style but you're not flying as much you do have a grapple hook which seems to be heavily used but that might just be the people because it's something new yeah you're looking at a beta coming up there's no release date yet the thought is possible 2020 early 2023 release maybe late 2022 but uh, we all know how video game releases go. It's usually yeah, they're, they're, they don't make you know they they don't hold to them. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> now I was watching. Um, I watched the one cinematic trailer, which was like all well and good, but no gameplay. So I had to go search this out, and I watched a couple of the YouTubers play it. And I, I really think that our Destiny guys uh, will will hop on this one. They might be really interested in this one. Uh, it looks like something right up the rally. I know a lot of them liked Anthem. It just, you know, it was a mess. So this might be something to, you know, give them something to do other than just Destiny. Valiant might have a second game on his hard drive on his Xbox. Just just might. Just might. You know, we can always hope for things, you know? <laughs> yeah. Broaden his gaming uh, 
library a little bit. Is it going to have like raids and stuff, you think? Or I mean, because the one cinematic trailer I watched had the big giant boss and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm thinking that might be a raid, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. Um, they really just haven't given a whole lot of details as to the story or the 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 types of gameplay. And then whether or not cross-platform is going to be a thing. Because it is a PC and console release. Um, so we assume that... And, and PvP is a big mystery, too. So um it just seems that there's just not a whole lot of info out there yet for it i'm sure once they get through the beta and stuff we'll see we'll see a lot more i think it's going to have to be cross-platforming how do you make a game now it's not but the stuff i saw they had they showed some of the end game activities and one looked like a a timed horde mode horror mode that'd be that'd be great (laughs) (laughs) no time horde mode um something like that you have to complete 10 waves i'm not sure they didn't really go into too much detail on that and the other one was the you saw them fight the big boss that i think is just like you go and you fight these big bosses you have like a bunch to check off and you go down the list because i saw him fight two different bosses these massive giant bad guys and they have their mechanics and it didn't look like a typical like destiny raid where you know, you, you go through stuff, you have jumping puzzles or things to solve uh, or things to do. It's It just looked like, you know, go fight big bad guys. But I mean, that's all they showed. It was real limited what they had access to. I was the Destiny player that loved the raids and the many raids. And, like, PvP wasn't my bag of tricks. Uh, but, like, if it's just, like, I don't know. If it's just open world where you're, you're running around fighting things, that's... I don't know if it's going to draw the raid guys from Destiny if they're still playing, so... They're going to have to have some end game content because the whole point of gearing up for shit, you know, is to go and do run something the raid faster. <laughs> yeah, run the raid faster. Oh, uh, Destiny raids drove me mad. Like you had to be so precise. Everybody, and then they got to the point where everybody had to be so precise. Like you couldn't lose a person or two. Like Destiny, Destiny one, you could sherpa people through raids, and if somebody went down, you'd still be able to get past it. That was my big thing. After after a while, the rage just got so frustrating. And uh, I understand that they wanted you want a cohesive team and stuff, but it's like, you know, I, it just got so it just got so frustrating, and the mechanics of it just so he- well, the, mechanically heavy. Sure, and, and the skill gap from like when you go play like the strikes, which are basic dungeons, like you can basically I can have my dog play that. It's so easy. <laughs> Then you go, you're supposed to go up to the nightfall, which is supposed to be harder. And that was basically a breeze. And then you go jump into the raid and it's like night and day mechanics and timing and precision shooting. And it was so crazy. I always felt that they should have had like a, a, a tamer version and then like had a couple different versions and like, you know, do like tame, like heroic, whatever. That'd be like the normal. I always thought the, what they were releasing with the new stuff was just was difficult and it was hard to do with, with groups. And unless you were completely precise, or unless you cheesed the raid, cause that was everybody would cheese a raid and cheat through it. But I mean, it looks interesting. So definitely something um, I think our destiny group's going to hop on and, and play. I really think that they're going to like this one. And it's coming out as free to play too, which is kind of interesting. So. I'll probably, I mean, I, I watched the trailer. I'm interested. I'm probably going to, I'll go sign up for the beta, see if I can get in. And if not, I'll definitely play it when it hits the, hits the marketplace. So, 
And, and like what Rex was saying with the, the characters, you unlock them. It's just like uh, Warframe where you you have to craft these Warframes or just different guys to play as different a different player. Uh, that's how this is going to be. Like I don't know. It's it's not crafting, but you have to get material. You can buy guys. I'm sure you can use cash. Um, yeah, to I'm get sure. Them, so. It's definitely going to be cash, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, it, you could you could play the game for like a million hours to unlock a guy, or you can spend twenty bucks and unlock him. That's probably how it's going to be. I heard there's no RNG at all in it. I like that. <laughs> I'd, you know, it's fuck that. If if I could buy the stupid lead I need for the uh, ring. My Amazon ring for ESO, I'd fucking buy it right now. $20. I'd give him 20 bucks right now. <laughs> All right, let's move along to TV and movies. Uh, first thing I want to talk about, which really just caught me off guard, is uh, Liam Neeson is rumored to be playing Frank Des- Drebin's son in the Naked Gun reboot, which I didn't expect this. Like, I, I know... Liam Neeson, I guess he did he did a few comedies, or I know the one Watchman or whatever it was called, the the superhero, the dark or Dark Man. I'm saying Watchman, Dark Man. That was kind of a funny movie, but <laughs> do you see Liam Neeson as a naked gun actor? Uh, I don't know if he fits that role. Uh, at least what we know from the naked guns in the past. But uh, you know, the, if the script is right, I think he could pull it off. I mean, I know he has a particular set of skills, but (laughs) I don't know. It's just like, who who started the new Fletch movie? It was like, I kept thinking it was, you know, I'm trying to look at at Chevy Chase's Fletch, but like it's the new guy's not Fletch and are not Chevy. So it's like, it was still a good movie. (laughs) It was still, you know, it's still a Fletch in essence. I just see this as 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 a a fail but we'll see who knows i mean liam neeson's a good actor so who knows and the naked guns are funny movies they really are so i mean oh yeah oh my god my kids uh my youngest is watching airplane for the first time he texted me earlier today he was like was uh the movie airplane any good i'm like oh it's hysterical but i'm not sure if you're gonna dig it but if it even holds up to today but yeah i mean it's hysterical i mean it's that's a quote machine (laughs) (laughs) what do you make of this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we picked the wrong day to stop sniffing glue. <laughs> Some of the best freaking the, the, the director there. It's like this one. This shit really, this shit really hits the fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's hysterical. So we'll, we'll see. I guess we'll we'll find out. Um, oh, we toss in a late edition here. G four dying a second time. G four the channel uh, was brought back. And it was on for like I think eleven months. I remember reading the article, and they pulled the plug. It's offline. I didn't watch a minute of it. Did you guys watch G Four at all? The the reboot. Nope. I did give it a try a few times, um, and it, it was just it was just a mess. It was it was worse than like eighties free access public access channel shows almost at some points. It was just awkward to watch, even when Kevin Pereira and, you know, some of the old hosts were on there. It was just like the the comedy was trying to be too forced. It wasn't coming off natural. And honestly, the the eclectic crew that they had running their shows was it, the talent was not there for a TV broadcast, maybe for like Twitch streams or something like that. They were they're much better suited. But for a channel, it was just it was 
it was a hot mess, and I'm surprised it lasted as long as it did. Yeah, I I only saw the uh, that frost chick lose her mind and like went on some tirade at right before she got canned. Like she had, I, I don't know, she must have been sniffing glue. She didn't quit sniffing glue that day. I'm like, you're. She was insulting all the men that play games that watch G4, and it was like that was just dumb. Yeah. But I don't. I don't know who she is, nor care, so sucks to be her. She's out of a job. All right, uh, moving along. We got Star Wars Andor, and we finally get to the big heist, episode six. It took six, well, it took five episodes. Six episodes, we finally got there, and um, what a shit show it was. I mean, seriously, like, we were thinking they're going to, you know, have some elaborate plan to steal the Empire's cash. Now it was just kind of a dumb plan. They dressed up in, in clothes and snuck their way in and uh, tried to steal cash and only got a part of it. And just, I don't know. I'm not digging this show. I can't seem to get into it. Do you guys watch Star Wars Andor? Yeah, I've watched it. I There's something about it. It's like they're trying to make it seem too casual like in the last episode it was like uh the the commanders that were in charge of the base they're they're having a conversation but they make a point of making sure that you see that they have like yeti cups in their hand and they're drinking coffee you know <laughs> it's like little shit like that it's like you know and like whenever the the you know, the rebels are lined up you know they look like they're uh, they've never had a day of military training in their life and they're trying to prove it by like guns are pointing all the wrong directions they're one guy standing straight, one guy slouch. I'm like, if these were real troopers or, you know, whatever they were, I mean, like, and you're trying to blend in, you're going to look you know, top notch. I'm like, they're, I don't know, they try to make it look too common, man. And I think it just took away, it took me out of the, the movie, it's the show itself. So. I think that, yeah, I think they're trying to um, show that the, how disorganized the Empire actually was and how bureaucratic. And uh, over uh, what I what would the would be you know kind of overstuffed or top heavy as you would like in a in a, in a large company or something you get too many managers you know and and not enough uh, individual contributors and you know while they have their their processes and their their rules about doing things no one's really been accurately trained in order to do it. You know, right. and I think that's I think that's what they're trying to show. Um, yeah. But I don't think they have to be so in your face about showing. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It it kind of took me out of the it took me out of the you know the performance. So I don't know. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I I like the story. I like how it's leading into Rogue One and everything like that. And you know, I I see where it's going, and but it's just like I don't know. It just it took way too long to get to where they are. Like, yes. Well, it just seems like uh, like they're doing what they do. So they they know they can't get a budget or you know an okay to do a full length movie on it, right? Because it wouldn't sell, right? You wouldn't get it would. I, they don't. It wouldn't perform well at the box office or something like that. So they drag it out and make it a series, but they're not adding anything extra to the story. But they're just lengthening it and making it. You know, it's, it's something that could have been done in two hours is now uh, a, a six-hour or eight-hour miniseries, you know? It, it's just a train wreck. I mean, you figure, like, I, I thought all these guys that were 
part of the crew besides for the, uh, the the mercenary guy. I don't even know his name. I can't even be bothered to remember it. Uh, I thought they were all vetted and they were all trustworthy and, and for the cause. And then it turns out, well, that wasn't the case because the one guy tried to bat, you know, double cross everybody and like, ugh, just dumb. It, it's just bad. A really bad Ocean's Eleven movie. <laughs> really? And, and like, you know, so they have like these big things, the like gold coins or whatever the, 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 the currency was, and they had no way to transport it and put it into the, to, to the plane. They, they were going to use whoever they got to help carry the shit. Like, that was their plan? Like, uh, uh, like it was, like, I could see if it was like loaded or they don't have pallet jacks. I could just quickly, I don't, uh, I'm overthinking it. And, my kid said to me, he doesn't think uh, Disney knows how to create Star Wars content, especially, and he doesn't feel that Star Wars can be a TV show. And I'm, I'm, I'm starting to feel that way. You know, we had Boba Fett was a train wreck. This is kind of a mess. The Mandalorian's kind of cool. I'm not the biggest fan on it, but it's, it's not terrible. Obi-Wan was dreadful. You literally have the biggest franch movie franchise ever, and you you just can't get shit straightened out. I think Disney needs to figure out what the fuck they're doing and start creating solid content for Star Wars. Speaking of st- solid content, we have episode nine of House of the Dragon from Game of Thrones, the the, the spinoff. And yeah, I mean. This is going to be a recurring theme with me today, as I was kind of disappointed in this show. I keep waiting for something to happen, and while things did happen, I just it just seems slow and awkward. I just don't like any of these characters and or the dialogue. I don't know what's going on with this show. Did you guys watch the last episode? I did, and I'm with you on there. It's it's a whole lot of whatever. <laughs> it's 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 TV. It's it'll. It'll kill an hour, but like, yeah, we watched it last night after watching uh, the Cowboys get their ass whooped. So I was in somewhat of a good mood while watching it. But I thought was odd was how long the uh, the Aegon's the King's ceremony was. Like it was like over ten some minutes of like just dragging out and like nonsense. Where the other Game of Thrones wouldn't have spent that kind of time on it. Like just it was just eating time up. Like, it served no purpose. Like, we already know he's the king. Like, why are we watching this boring ceremony? And Yeah, I haven't watched the latest episode. I just kind of, I, I'm a little bit behind on it. But uh, it, it, they took too long to kill the king. And I think that's the biggest hiccup that they, they've hit. And I know that they're trying to build the, t- the tension between the two houses and stuff like that. And the different sects coming from all different areas and stuff like that. But it's just like... You should have killed the king and let things fucking fly at that point. Yeah, they need to hit like a bang right off the start. Like, let's get some, make an impact right away. And then we're in the ninth episode. We're still like, okay, we're going to have this big fight now because the king's dead. <laughs> <sighs> There's no nudity in this. Like, come on. Let's, we need some boobs in Game of Thrones. Let's, or violence. I mean, boobs or violence. Give us one or the other. I mean, this is. This is a lot less nudity for HBO than, than I'm used to. Yes. Well, I mean, we did have boobs in the one episode, but it was overshadowed by the <laughs> the first <laughs> glimpse of incest, right? <laughs> like, 
Like when he took her down yeah. to the house of yeah. ill repute. Yeah. But then, like after that, it was done. I was well, like, uh. if you go to Pornhub, incest is uh, <laughs> the number one search thing. <laughs> Stepsister, stepmom. <laughs> Stepsister stuck in the dryer. <laughs> oh, I don't know how I know that stuff. I was just doing research for the, the, the podcast. Um, all right, well, we'll wrap it up with the last disappointment I had for TV was Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Uh, we had the last episode came, and we, we actually did see some rings. We, we saw them this time. We saw rings. Yes, we got our first three rings. I have... No idea what's going on because I just don't understand this um, Lord of the Rings world. What's going? Anything that's the lore. I, I'm just so confused. So I don't understand the whole Sourman. Like the guy is the the bad guy, and I don't get this Gandalf the wizard guy. And he because apparently, according to Neckbeards, Gandalf came much at a much later time. Yeah. So this this guy is. I mean, to me, it looks like Gandalf, but it's not Gandalf. I guess he's just he's he's Randolph, his his uh bro, his dad, <laughs> great grandfather. I don't know. Well, the three witches confirmed it was Sauron, right? So well, they at, at first it was um, they thought it was they thought the wizard was uh, Saruman, Saruman, Sauron, Sauron. I, that, I have no idea. What it is. But uh, but then they're like, oh no, it's the other one. So there was actually two that came down, um, and uh, you know the bad guy is the bad guy. That we know from the end of the episode. So, one of the things that got to me was the uh, the ship captain's. I don't know what role he plays. Um, his son, the seal they, they, I guess he's. Yeah, I guess he's presumed to be dead. He's but I mean, I doubt that he is. He's not because he can't be. Okay. Um, because uh, his in the trilogy, um. They flash back to it, and he's the one that actually cuts off Sauron's hand for with the one uh, ring. So it can't be him. So he can't be dead. It just we just okay. don't know what happened to him. I, I, that's what I'm like. I'm like, watch this. I'm like, wait. And I went back to watch the scene again. I'm like, okay, well, he dies there, and they're all crying. And and then I figured that he'd pop up in the next episode, but he didn't. And then I'm like, I mean, okay, so which makes sense because I was like, why would they spend so much time with this character? If he's just not going to do anything, yeah. like he's just going to go die, yeah. you know. I think it's pretty All good, right. but yeah, the um, story's a, a little kludgy. It, 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 unless you know a lot of the lore, you, you're going to get lost in places, which is not good. Um, yeah, they need to find a way to explain explain that stuff to Lord of the Ring noobs like me. Like I'm just not familiar with yeah, any of this yeah. stuff. I mean, I know there's elves, there's dwarves, and the bad guy, the rings, or whatever. I haven't seen the last episode, but do the li- do the little folk turn into the hobbits? Is that what they are? Hardfoots, yeah. Eventually, they yeah. become they become the hobbit. Uh, the uh, yeah, the hobbit guys. They should have gotten nuked, all murdered by the orcs. They're they're the most annoying group of people. Oh, that's rough. I'm not into this one. This one's I like House of Dragon more. This one's I, I watched. I kind of watch this while I'm doing work. It's kind of background noise for me. I like Lord of the Rings better than House of Dragon. That's yeah. Well, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like I've tried. I've tried to explain that to other people that are watching the two shows. Also, 
Like, th- there's so many more people on, like, House of the Dragon saying that it's the better series. Like, they both suck, but the, out of the two, it's the House of the Dragon. I'm like, it started out House of the Dragons came out okay, probably better than Lord of the Rings. But I could see the long story developing over Lord of the Rings. And I, I think that Lord of the Rings is definitely the better series by the end of it, in my opinion. Because all you got in House of Dragon is some squabbling rich family with with daddy issues and the love of incest. So, <laughs> I mean... Sounds like a good time to me. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like the making of a Pornhub movie. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't. That's probably where they got way. it from, right? <laughs> yeah, they're like, what are we gonna make this movie about? Oh, let's go watch <laughs> stepmom, stepsister, and uh, yeah, bastard sons. And what's the number one search topic on Pornhub? Oh, let's make a movie about that. <laughs> the uh, that one guy in, in House of the Dragon, the one son with the missing eye. He's a weird looking kid. He's just odd. Yeah. He, it's, he looks really weird. I don't know. He's he looks like, like the this... one that's going to crack it, go absolute bananas. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like his uncle. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to say, I think the, the, the comparing to the house of the dragon to the original fire and ice, uh, the series, the casting is definitely taking two different views, you know, like, the House of the Dragon, they're not pretty actors. You know, they're not your... <laughs> no. I don't think that they're the, the top-looking actors. Like, where they went for looks like in the first series, like this one, they're like, we're just going to go for more people like the, the that are going to fit the roles that we want to put them in instead of, you know, casting the most beautiful people in the world. But they had better roles and better characters in the original Game of Thrones. Yeah. And, like, it's... I can't find a, a character that's just interesting at all. I mean... Even like the uh, Damon Arga- uh, Targaryen, I guess probably everyone's favorite, but he's just, he never says anything, and every once in a while he cuts somebody's head off or something, you know? Man of action. It's uh, Matt, whatever his name from the... Uh, Doctor Who. Doctor Who, yeah. Which I never it, was a, it was an interesting role for him. Like, it's... It, I expected so much more out of his character... And it just, it, it really never came. He came, he, they were trying to portray him as like a puppet master behind the scenes too much and not be an action guy. So I don't know. For all the characters, I keep hoping for something more. And I guess the queen's the only one kind of making maneuvers, but whatever. It is what it is. Anyway, anything else? Any other shows you guys watching? Any movies? No. Nothing worth mentioning. The new Survivor is going well. It's uh, pretty interesting. Oh, if, you're, if you're watching Survivor, I haven't watched Survivor in a while. No. Well, how's how's the uh, New Jersey Housewives? How's that going? I know you watch it. Excellent. <laughs> uh, it's great. <laughs> my wife would watch those shows. I'm like, oh my lord! Like, I, I would just want to stab myself before watch. Oh, oh, the one thing I want to see, which I've, I've read some crazy things about, is Terrifier Two. Apparently, it's making people pass out, making people get sick. It's supposed to be like so fucked up. This movie, I've read these reports, so now I'm like, I gotta go see this. <laughs> How bad could be? Even though I hate like those torture porn movies, like the hostile movies and stuff like that. I just, I'm curious. After all this hype that I, I saw, and it, it's like some low budget film that I think they filmed it for like two hundred fifty thousand. It's already made like a couple couple million. I can't watch stuff like that. 
Is it like a shaky cam and that people are getting motion sick, or is it like the actual content within the movie? Or that? I think it's a content in the movie. I think it's uh. just a con- like I guess it's like so gross and disgusting and <laughs> depraved. Yes, graphic violence and brutal depictions of horror. I don't know. I kind of want to see that. So if anyone's seen that, uh, let me know what you think of it. To all our dozens of fans. <laughs> dozens <laughs> of fans. Remember, like when we were kids, and th- there was, what was Faces of Death was the series. Yeah, that, oh yeah, you, you, everybody knew a buddy that knew a buddy that had a copy of the videotape. <laughs> like it would get around, and you might be able to see it a little bit here and there. Like now, it's just it's all on the fucking internet. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a volume Faces of Death. <laughs> like oh Jesus frick. So it's like. Like the, the the world's a little more desensitized than we were back in the day. So I'm sure if it's making people sick and it pass out now, it's got to be pretty fucking gruesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is going to do it for this episode of the Reaper cast. I want to thank Selden and Grex for both being on, stepping up and helping out. Yep. Good to be here. Anytime, man. As always, I'd like to remind everyone to stop by our forums at forums.grimreapergamers.com com to see everything we're up to as well as to follow us on twitter at grgamers.com spell to dot and with that we are out of here stay safe and get your game on <laughs>